This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Julie John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, and I'm joined with my hosts, Kat Valor and Rob Humphrey. Guys, what's going on, man? Hello. How's it going? Finished watching an awesome trailer. No. No, we're not talking. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe she wouldn't have did it. We're talking about, guys. Everybody, we're back. Uh, well, we got a lot of shit to get to, but what we're talking about is before we were recording, I was... Uh, uh, coerced into kind of I, I was I was somewhat forced into telling them about a movie called Trailer Park Shark. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um a friend of mine, Allie, you might see her on Twitter every now and then. We got into a shark movie discussion because of sharks of the corn and whatnot, and Trailer Park Shark was threatened to be unleashed on this show. Yeah. It looks pretty awesome. I'm scared. Yeah. It does look very good. I would classify it as must watch. Would you really? Mm-hmm. Like seriously, that that's something you would tell somebody. Yes. Oh, you yes. can't miss this one. Yes, that is must watch. I'm never understand. I asked Cat while you were watching trail. I'm like, I I don't get it. Like, I I I see stuff like that, and I see a waste of time. I automatically think of all the shit I could get done or do mm-hmm. in that time and stuff. I'm, I know you do because you you hate fun. I like if I could watch something good. You're like, I don't want to watch that and have a good time. I'd rather do my taxes or whatever the fuck it is you do that you think <laughs> is fun. I definitely wouldn't be doing taxes. I don't know how to do taxes. I got a guy. Of course uh, you do. What's that supposed to mean? Never, never. Well, are you making fun of me for being Italian again? Nah, I'm just saying. Of course you know a guy. Yeah, this seems like it seems like it might be, but I feel like by admitting that I might also be implicated. So... No, you didn't say it. He did. It's, he knows the it... guy. He know he knows Vinny from the neighborhood. See, <laughs> you see, you see that is that nice. We're, we're like a minute and change into the show, and you need to do that. I'm just saying, right? Tell me, it's not a guy from the neighborhood. It's not a guy from the neighborhood. It's a guy from the neighborhood. It's no. always a guy from the neighborhood. Well, it's not. It's a really old white man. I doubt he's ever been to the neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about my being Italian. Yeah, so we got a pretty cool show, I think, lined up this week. We have some new horror news to get to. I don't know. Are we doing drink roll call? Uh, we can. Uh, I mean, I have a drink. We can, yeah. Is it worth it to do drink roll call? Not for me, probably. I'm not drinking anything exciting. But <laughs> I am drinking uh, the most exciting of all drinks. Cheer wine. God damn. <laughs> Cheer wine has officially made its appearance on the show. You've talked about it, but you mm-hmm. haven't been drinking it on the show yet. Cheer wine soft drink since 1917, y'all. 
<laughs> wow. Have you said y'all in public oh. down there yet? No. You I, haven't, you I haven't think, gotten that point? I think since I've moved down here, I've said y'all like twice, and both times I've been on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you done it on this whole life? Because we don't make fun of him for being a <laughs> hillbilly over yeah. there. You should make fun of me for being Italian over there. Just like Greg doing it last week. Thanks a lot, guys. Celebration, Mikey. Celebration. Uh-huh. 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 Um, all right. Well, I mean, Rob's drinking cheer wine. Kat, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Dr. Pepper. Okay. I've got work nice. to go to after this. I am drinking Mikey juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mikey juice, uh, as it has been deemed, and it's um just I put a, tw- a picture, a tw- uh, picture on Twitter of uh, Mikey Juice in the process nice of glasses, making it. By the way, thank you, my little Freddy Krueger like cup. Them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, so. That makes sense. A kitty diddler drink and a kitty diddler cup. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, you know, I gotta talk to you. <laughs> Why do you do that? <laughs> what? You can't. You can't say stuff like that. I think I think it's okay. The issue to say. is that we can't stop him. <laughs> yeah, no, we can't, obviously, clearly, we have tried. This is what this conversation right here is about. You won't stop. Why? I don't know. I mean, you're the one who's put Mikey Juice in a Freddy Krueger glass. Like, first of all, Freddy Krueger is not as you you say a kitty diddler. Well, right? a remake says he is. That remake is a piece of shit. It and Wes Craven said he is. Wes Craven did not say that. Okay, he might have said it, but he didn't. He, it didn't happen. It didn't happen, so it doesn't exist. It's not canon. So stop it with that. And my drink, I mean, I didn't name it Mikey Juice, but it is Sunny D and Pink Lemonade Smirnoff in a cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to be adding, once I get some, Cherry Grenadine to it. How oh. you feel about that, Rob? Well, I like Grenadine. You could drink Grenadine, but I can't drink Sunny D. Well, I don't I just one. drink Grenadine. You put it in other stuff. I know, but drink it, grenadine would be pretty fucking gross. But a lot of the drinks you make fun of me for drinking have grenadine, like you know, they're bright and colorful, like grenadine, mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, one a drink that I I love, but I I very rarely get because it's uh, too acidic for me now because I'm an old man. Is the tequila sunrise? That's a drink right there. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that shit. Yeah, but uh, my my tummy does not like the acidic orange juice anymore. Ooh, a tequila sunrise with Sunny D. No, no. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week's drink roll call. <laughs> nice. I didn't even fucking think of that. Okay, here we go. Um, all right. So Mikey Juice was a hit as always. Uh, I, we still have to think of a bet for you to try. But it was a, a little bit. It was talked about a bit on Twitter. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the drink roll call and you, you know, mm-hmm. us making bets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Was I was I tagged in any of that? I have I do I have not been on Twitter that much. This after they changed it, it's all fucked up. I can never get anything to work the way I want it to now. Um, Elon Musk has killed Twitter for me. Like I, I'm very rarely on there. Damn, that's fair. All right, yeah. all right. I mean, this latest update sucks. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of where he tells you can where you can contact him. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, that's fair enough. I I believe there was uh there was a drink on Twitter named after you by IR Chris called the Carolina Fuckboy. If I remember. Oh, I did see that. I did see yeah. that. Yeah. So um we might be discussing those going forward. We'll see. 
but yeah, we have a really cool movie to get to. Like I honestly, I can't wait to talk about this movie. All right, well, don't get ahead of yourself. You're gonna give too much away. I, <laughs> I I've left no secret ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's he's been pretty transparent about this one. Yeah, I love this movie. I've been asking to do this for a minute. Well, that'll make for a lively discussion then. <laughs> I will not talk to you. Okay, well, we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you're serious. Uh, let's get into the news so we can get to the to the the Cujo. All right. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. Uh, I want to open up this news segment by telling you guys to suck it, because I was right. Uh, the Last of Us is a great show. My oh. faith was not misplaced, and uh, Pedro Pascal forever. Why did okay. I get telling to suck? I never said it was going to be bad. What did I do? Why do I got to suck it? What the Dead hell? silence last week. Everyone was like, oh, sure. Uh, mm -hmm. You all thought I was marching off to disappointment last Sunday, and here we are. <laughs> I'm still not watching it. I don't buy it. Cat gets too sucked up into the hype sometimes. No. Wow. The hype is real this time. They go really heavy on the scary mushroom element. Oh, it's yeah. very spore heavy. <laughs> uh, and it made me cry. I don't cry at TV very often. Oh. <laughs> Sissy. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been very indifferent about The Last of Us because you know there's a lot of on off with the game and the mo and the the series. It's like eh. I was just kind of tired of hearing of it, and you know I didn't I wasn't crazy about the game because that's not the type of game I play, mm -hmm. you know. So it wasn't as big of a deal to me. So I really didn't care. I didn't think yeah. it was gonna be bad though. I thought because you don't you don't play with other people. Yeah, it's not as fun. I gotta be competitive. I disagree. Yeah, I must, uh, I must break them. Yeah. Here's my guess, Cat. I'll probably get around to watching The Last of Us after I finish watching Chucky. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> He'll never finish it, believe me. It's not a never. I'll. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is a lot of stuff we can kind of breeze through in the news. Just a quick mention: uh, Dead by Daylight is apparently keeping Leatherface. There was a, a rumor, I think it was on like DVD leaks or something, they're pretty popular, that Leatherface was going to be removed from the game, much like the Stranger Things was, uh, licensing and all that stuff. But I believe Dead by Daylight came out and just said, no, that's not true, we, you know, we're keeping him. So, right. apparently, the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> rights holders finally almost said no to something. This <laughs> is not something they do often. No, so they must have raised their price a little bit, and Dead by Daylight was like, "Come on, man! All of a sudden, <laughs> really? <laughs> your 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 stock has dropped since last year. 
Uh, but, you know, it's staying there, so good for them. We'll face camping in the fucking basement. Oh, boy. I tried to close the tab. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Everybody stand back. <laughs> I've, been, I've been having everybody listen to computer issues up the wazoo. So I'm currently practically using a microwave, so bear with me here. Uh, Attack of the Killer Refrigerator. This was mentioned because of you guys. Sounds Yay. amazing. Comes to Blu-ray for the first time. For, shockingly, it's the first time it's been on Blu-ray. <laughs> from uh, Terror Vision. Go ahead, go. Yay! Looking at it right now. Oh, God. Never even heard of this movie. It's a 1990 film. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was new. Oh, my God, this sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A refrigerator goes on a killing spree after teenagers abuse it. I'm sold. Oh my God. Yep. I don't even need the trailer. Where can I stream this bad boy? You could buy it on Blu-ray, apparently. It doesn't look like you can stream it anywhere. Shocker. This is so fucking stupid, guys. What are we? What are we doing here? Oh man, it's limited too. You know, you guys tell me I don't like horror movies. I mean, I'm starting to question if you guys like horror movies. These are comedies. You they're don't not like horror fun, movies. Is I think the thing that we always tell you. But they're okay. not horror movies. <laughs> but they're fun. I don't have to like them. What? Are you not scared of an abused <laughs> <Go> refrigerator <ahead. laughs> retaliating? No. How nice are you to your refrigerator, Mikey? It could come for you. <laughs> the movie's true to form. The way my daughter treats the refrigerator and all lights in the house, I can see the refrigerator getting upset. <laughs> but no, I don't care. So this, uh, the, the Blu-ray is limited to 2,000. And there's only oh, 1,295 no. of them left in stock right now. Oh, you've got to go <laughs> fast. Yeah. You've got to snatch up your copy before it's too late. Or not, you know. No, nope. not an option. You have to immediately. Yeah, okay, come on. Well, you're not uh, going to buy this? No, I'm, no, I'm not going to buy that. No. So you'll just not see it. Is what Apparently there was yeah. an attack of the killer refrigerator too also. <laughs> Ow. Oh my God. Are we done talking about it or you guys need another minute? I think we're good. All right. I mean, I'm just I need another like approximately hour, hour <laughs> okay. and a half, but it can wait until I've seen it. <laughs> uh, then I'll get another hour, an hour and a half on it. Uh, all right, fair enough. Skinner Marink just passed one million dollars in the box office, and it's coming to Shutter next month, guys. Yay! All right, there you go, Rob. Next month's almost here. Getting here. Uh, February second, it will be on Shutter. Right. I can't wait to hear what you guys think of Skin Ring. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, <laughs> this is just apparently there's a a Bollywood remake of Scream. I have seen this. No, I, okay, I've seen the. Just to clarify, I've seen the news about the Bollywood Scream. I have not seen the Bollywood Scream. <laughs> just uh. Fair. You guys uh, are going to hear about it when I get my hands on a copy oh of it. God. I would watch a Bollywood Scream. Why? Why, Why not? not? You love Scream. I thought I you liked all scream. things Scream. I do, but no. No. All Scream ripoffs are bad, except for I Know You Did Last Summer. That's not even a total Scream ripoff. But, you know, like, fucking, uh, not I Know You Did Last Summer, um, Urban Legend. Urban Legend uh, was good. 
I know we did last summer was bad. A lot of the screen ripoffs are bad. This is not going to be good. Oh my god, have you seen the mask? Yeah, it's a fucking clown mask. Yeah. What are we doing? This is amazing. And it's coming to Screenbox February 3rd. That's why I brought it up, and I was like, Screenbox will really take anything at this point. It, the movie's called Shh. A bunch of S's, a bunch of H's. Mm-hmm. And it looks stupid. Dude, this is our chance to get a Scream movie before Five Cream Part 2. I'm not talking about this anymore, so. New Scream content. <laughs> Moving forward. Don Mancini teases there are more, there are potentially more legacy char- characters to return in Chucky season three. Who's left? I don't know. Uh, they were talking about the the kid from the third one, maybe, is a rumor. Like the kid he befriended in the third one in oh, the, at the okay. military. Yeah. So, I mean, be... <sighs> season two is really bad. <laughs> like, yeah, I, no, I didn't see it obviously, but uh, all right, well. We'll see what they what they bring up. I don't know. I mean, I. I it seems to me at this point it, they've already brought all the major characters back, so they would have to really dig into some of those side characters, unless there's someone I'm forgetting. You see what Halloween did? Now everybody's doing it. And it's like you know, legacy characters are the ooh and ah factor were because they were important characters. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like now it's just just saying their legacy characters. Like, not, I, I'm sorry, but the whole Kirby thing for Scream Six, it's not a big deal to me. No, it's not me either. Right. So it's like you know, it's it's getting we're getting a little carried away with the whole legacy thing. Just saying. I think it's a fair statement. Do you think uh, Six Scream is going to have uh, Ghost uh, uh, Force Ghost Billy Loomis come back? Well, hold on. First of all, it's not Six Scream. It's not what it is. Uh, second of all, are, are you making fun of the Billy Loomis thing? I mean, like, that, that wasn't yeah. crazy? I thought it was kind of lame. Cat, please tell him he's out of his mind. I Did you think it was lame when you first saw it? Or are yes. you just have you had some distance from it? Because I don't remember you complaining about this. Ever. I've always not liked it. And it, huh. it's, it's very Force Ghosty. Oh. Dude, when I seen that, that I went crazy, man. That was fucking. That was awesome. I don't know, but you have terrible taste. No, I don't. That was cat. Who? Uh, stand in, please. I so I really liked it as a story. I the biggest complaint I had with it because that was one of my complaints with the movie also. But it wasn't because I didn't like it. It was because it that deep psychological element did make it feel a little bit less like a scream movie. But also, doesn't it sort of, in a way, like, portray Billy Loomis as, like, now a good guy when he's seriously one of the worst I people don't ever? I think I saw it as him being a good guy. Well, he's helping his daughter and stuff, and it's like, you know. No, I think he's trying to tempt her mm. into, like, murdery ways. <laughs> yeah, but at the end, he, he helped her save her, her life. Well, yeah, she needs to be alive so she can be murdery. I, it did, uh, I it know. didn't bother me in that regard. I think it's awkward. I just think it's awkward for a scream movie to all of a sudden have this weird force ghost of Billy Loomis pop up. See, and the other thing is, I didn't really see him as a ghost so much as I saw it as her 
reconciling with her dad. And when you look at it that it's a way, mental, yeah. that is something that, while it, I still don't think feels like a traditional Scream movie, I do think it's a good reflection of the... I, I hate this term so much, but it is a good reflection of the elevated horror that we've been seeing yes. the last couple of years, which mirroring well. what's going on in the horror community is a very scream thing to do. All right. Well, yes. do we think he's coming I, I back in five cream part two? No, maybe. I, I think that, okay, I'll get to that in a second, but like Katja said, scream, they always move with the times. So absolutely, and when they move with the times, they do it well. They always do it right, and that's right. why well, I love Scream so much. Well, I'm willing to give. I'm willing to concede to you guys that it does move with the times to sort of the it elevated does. horror thing. And it wasn't but paranormal. I, I'm not sure about doing it well. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> you bust balls over how great fucking Halloween ends was, and they did the something amazing. different, and that is the. Other than Rob Zombie, that's the most unHalloween thing you could have did. Oh, stop it! You know I'm right about that. That Scream, movie is good. Uh, besides the point, that was why you liked it. They gave us something different. They did something different with the franchise. Yada yada. I didn't. Uh, I, I don't not like Five Cream. I just don't like that element of it. Ah, uh, you're crazy. I that was man. It, it's also too like like we always talk about Scream is my generation. So like seeing Billy Loomis again was like, <gasps> holy shit. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I I I, I, I mean, fanboyed I'm, out. Not gonna lie. I think that might be why it was off my list, and and Studio Six 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 was on. <laughs> I'll I'll call you to record again. <laughs> I'm still mad about it. I don't think I haven't thought about it since. Um. All right. Well, segueing with Scream, since you have to be a jerk. Uh, trailer came out. What do you guys think? I didn't um, watch it. That's uh, yeah. Fuck. I couldn't not that. watch it. It came up on my feed, and it it appeared on Twitter in the like two minute window that I was on Twitter one day, <laughs> <laughs> and there was no way I wasn't gonna click that link when it when it just popped up like that. Like, uh, so I watched it. Um, it looks good. Um, it looks much darker than I like my Scream movies. Um. But it, it looks good. Uh, I think maybe they gave away a bit too much in the trailer, but who knows? Uh, yeah. That's my only complaint, is they showed... Uh, there was no way I was not going to watch this. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no way... But but see, that's the problem now, man. We shouldn't be afraid to watch trailers. Right. Like, that was never a thing for movies before. And I don't know why it, it is what it is now. Like, you, that should be a preview. Like, they straight up, I'm going to be vague because I, I, I don't want Cat to hit me. <laughs> but, you know, hit him, Cat. Hit him. <laughs> Cattle prods. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, shit. They showed way too much. They showed a lot. Way, way too much. Like, I'm pissed off having seen it. But, honestly. Yeah, but um, that's but the first time. I mean, it looks good. It looks great. I really mm. want to come out with a movie just so I can be like, this is how it ends. And that's the full trailer. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, just show that. And then when the ending happens, they'll be like, motherfucker. They yeah. should... <laughs> that was the trailer. Literally the end. Um, but yeah, it, it does. It does look good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but I don't know. Um, I, I, like I said, the tone looks a little, little darker than I would like my for my screen movies. 
I don't know why you always feel that way. Scream is dark. I don't think so. I don't. I never thought a scream is dark. Scream to me has been light and fun. But it but it gets dark as fuck though. Mm. When it needs to, it has everything. And you're uncultured. You know that. <laughs> you're ashamed of yourself. <laughs> nah, I just always have thought, thought of scream as more kind of light and fun. Um, and, and that's not I, a bad thing. I know, and I know, but I just don't see it. Okay. Uh, I also see Scream as light and fun. That being said, I'm not opposed to seeing it get a little bit darker. I'm curious to see what they can do with it. As long as it doesn't veer into Terrifier territory. I agree. I don't, I don't need all that in Scream. Yeah, I don't want it to be over the top. But I, if they want to go a little bit darker with it, I, I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. It looks interesting. I mean, it looks like from what they showed in the trailer, which seemed to be a lot, um, it looks like they're going to explore some interesting ideas. So we'll see. Oh. But, you know, they've been known to fake us out before, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. Metal ghost face mask and a flamethrower. Oh, yeah, that's the that. other aspect of it, Robin. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they just, like, fuck, man. Damn a cat. Join I, the misery with us. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, th this honestly is the first I time honestly... I've, I've ever felt that way. Like, cause now I know how you guys feel. I've never felt this way about a trailer before. Been this man. I felt that way about the new Evil Dead thing. Uh, <laughs> that director still saying. They say I'm saying... wrong. But mm -hmm. I, I was kind of pissed. Um, no, I agree I with might... you. I'm going to be at the movie theater more than I realized this week, apparently. <laughs> and I might just leave <laughs> if the five cream thing comes up. I might just be like, no. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like Do it shows it. a lot. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing I wanted to bring up. Apparently, and this is according to Bloody Disgusting, Sean Cunningham is developing a reboot to... The Night Driver, a Ooh. reboot to House, and okay. a reboot to Friday the Thirteenth. Um, okay. Have you guys Night, Night Driver? I don't know what the fuck that is. I have no clue what that is. Hmm. Never heard of it. That's him um, not being able to make money off Jason for all these years. Is what that <laughs> is? Cash grab. <laughs> uh, House. Um, okay, I'm fine with a reboot of House. Reboot of Friday the 13th. That's where things get a little tricky. Um, because what exactly are they going to be rebooting? You know, what with this legal thing and all the entanglements, what, what are they doing? Is it like 2009 where they said they were rebooting, but all they really did was blow through the first three movies so they could get to the hockey mask? Or... Can they even do that? I, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I I just don't know. I, with this, with this property right now, I have no idea what, who's allowed to do what. You know, it's it's the same thing with the, the TV show, the prequel TV show. What what is that? I have no fucking idea. So what does a reboot of this look like? I I just don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, the article says that Sean Cunningham is uh, working to get his own Friday the 13th reboot off the ground. So, you know, that's the question, dude. Like, I feel like whatever he's trying to do, it's going to be picked up if he's if he's doing it. 
because mm-hmm. you know the, the title is Friday the 13th and it's going to be by Sean Cunningham so people will watch it uh, who the fuck knows I don't know that's the thing what if he's just doing a movie with the title and there's no Jason yeah that's yeah I mean I just don't know what if he's like trying to make what if he tries to make his own killer and replace Jason how would you feel about that well I mean then it's not really Friday the 13th to me you know like it's just not I was a cat I mean do you agree yeah so it's hard to be like this wouldn't be Friday the 13th because at its core I think it could be you know Friday the 13th as a franchise changed at Friday the 13th part 2 I wouldn't be against the concept of seeing a new killer coming in it, inherently but I think you have to go in with the mindset that it's going to be very different than the experience that we've had like I'd be willing to give it a shot um, I'm curious enough that pretty much no, no matter what I'm gonna be open to watching it but I yeah it's it's hard to get over that it's not going to be Jason <laughs> yeah I mean I'll watch it it doesn't matter but um to me, if it, if it's not Jason, then it's not really Friday the Thirteenth. It's just gonna be something he's calling Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> yeah, essentially to be like Jason goes to hell, which to me doesn't really feel like Friday the Thirteenth at all. Okay, well, how about this? I'm gonna show you right now uh, <laughs> the attitude of gratitude oh. that Mikey Juice gives you. Okay, mm-hmm. I coined that phrase by the way, and. Uh, what if in a perfect because I agree with Rob yeah, it's not going to be Jason it's not going to be Friday the 13th and we're going to watch it anyways but what if they are able to pull off a really fucking good slasher movie and they have a cool killer and he does the shit that Jason does but he's not Jason and he's somebody else and they just pull off a phenomenal fucking movie yeah, no, like, then I'll be at a weird spot because right. it sounds like I'll like the movie, but I'm still not going to like that it's called Friday the 13th. You know what I, I mean? Agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, I agree. But you know what, man? With the way shit is, like, if that's what they have to do, we'll be there already. Like, these rights things, maybe it'll make money to where, you know, they can agree. They're like, holy shit, all right, we can split this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Jason can return, or maybe you can have this villain versus Jason down the road because the franchise likes to do shit like that. Maybe. You never fucking know, dude. Maybe what you do is you continue on with Uber Jason. Holy shit. I'd be into that. <laughs> but that's not Jason, though. I, still, though. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch it. Yeah, no. I'm not, well, Cat, of course. <laughs> that's funny as shit. Cat uh, famously, <laughs> Jason X is your favorite Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. <laughs> we learned a lot about how ridiculous Cat can be at times. I get a lot of shit, man, okay? And I, some of it deserved, but Cat <laughs> quietly, you know? <laughs> Cats are big, is mm. the thing. Like, mine, I, I do dumb shit along the way. Cat waits and just really hits you hard. Yeah. I, I save up all my hot take points <laughs> for one, <laughs> one thing per franchise. She's like a nuclear bomb, Greg. <laughs> like it's just all at once. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting over here in the corner being right all the time. Not all the time. Uh, all the time. No. 
Well, I don't know. I, I'm glad to see the ice cracking with this Friday the 13th crap. Yeah, I mean, at least we're getting some, you know, TV show, a reboot, whatever. I mean, no. okay. And, you know, not not to make this new segment drag on any longer, but, man, it is a shame that Sean Cunningham's name isn't like, you know, Wes Craven and John Carpenter. And, like, why do you, I wonder why he never did that. He didn't really direct a lot. I mean, he did the first Friday the 13th and probably some other stuff. Uh, I don't know, but I think he was more of a producer, and it just doesn't really happen that much for producers. Yeah, but he could have pulled it. Like, it was his thing, man. Like, he could have pulled it. He could have did it if he wanted to. Yeah, I mean, he could have put it on, you know, his name over the title, and I don't think anybody would have said anything about it. No, no. Um, sure. And I take that back. He's directed a lot of shit. Jesus, I didn't know. None of it really hit, hit, though. No, I mean, yeah. Friday the 13th, uh, Spring Break. You guys remember Spring Break? No. It was like one of those early 80s college sex comedies. I, all right. And Deep Star Six is probably the only other thing of note that he directed. He sold the rights to Friday pretty quick, though, didn't he? Or am I incorrect in that, Rob? No, no, no. He still has the rights to Friday. But or, isn't well, it with... It's He still has the rights, but isn't it with a company, too? Or am I well, just thinking of something else? Yeah, he had a company that... Uh, I'm not exactly sure how the rights stuff works. Again, right. it's very confusing. But he, um, there was a, a group of producers who came in on the first movie okay. and put in some money. Um, I don't know how much they have or whether he bought them. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I think part of his deal, actually, uh, now that I think about it, was that um, he he um, he didn't take he either didn't take a director's fee or he took a much lower director's fee to make the movie and in exchange he got the rights to any sequels going forward which they gave him at the time because nobody thought it was going to be anything right right right. and they weren't it wasn't like when friday the 13th came out sequels were not really a thing right um and i think that was part of his deal or something um, I, it seems like I read that somewhere. Uh, it could be completely wrong about that, but it, it seems yeah. like I read that someplace. I remember something. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I remember there was something funky that was one way or another there. I don't. I don't remember. Right. But either way, the franchise has always been fucking messed with rights. We should have seen it coming. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, that's all I have for news. All right. All right. Uh, this week. We are wrapping news up with a special Hillbilly Humphrey Gabagool corner. Um, We have a submission that was sent. And I will say, uh, before Mikey gets mad, before I get horror corded over this, I will clarify the meme is an Italian meme, but it was submitted with the idea... it, It was submitted for... The hillbilly hoedown corner. I don't remember what the name of the thing is. I'm not usually in charge of that one. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's another office. So I, I thought that it might. Uh, I thought it might work for both. All right. Okay. If you guys are ready. All right. Okay. I'm ready. I don't know how you combine those two. I don't know well, how I'm gonna get this picture on this piece of shit <laughs> computer I'm using. <laughs> Let's go. You just have to go purely off of Rob's reaction. I I have to refresh here. Hold on. Thanks, Elon. Uh, wow. 
Okay. I'm the one seeing it first this time. <laughs> this got a lot of bits in one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going wow. on here. I kind of wish whoever... I, I kind of wish I would know who sent this. Like, this is, they pay attention. Yeah. That's a good one, though. I like it. They are a listener. They, got the they are a listener. Man. Yeah, everything. <laughs> and that is some shit a redneck would fucking do. <laughs> Honestly. It is. it is. I'll tell you what. That might not be the worst idea in the world, man. You can make, like, some... Like, if you got fries, you can get some ranch on that motherfucker. <laughs> I, I mean, I could I could see somebody around here being like, I want to have me some Italian coffee today. <laughs> huh. I don't know, man. That might not be a bad idea. Make, like, quick sauce. You just yeah. put the marinara in the Keurig and boom. Yeah, get you some noodles. quick gravy right out of there. Stop. Why? <laughs> we had almost come together. <laughs> almost, and you fucking ruined it, like always. God damn it. I forget who I was talking to. Somebody asked me they mentioned or implied is a better word they implied that uh like our bickering is a shtick <laughs> <laughs> right i laughed I'm it's like, real it's uh <laughs> this is how we talk to each other when, when we're on here or not this this is how it goes right but it's all for it's all in good fun no it's not you're a butthole oh yeah well <laughs> it's not a good fun like god damn you said that to be mean to me. Period. <sighs> All right. See, I came out of this more mad again. Uh, yeah, I here. thought we were going in uh, with you not going to be mad, but... <laughs> yeah. I like that one, though. It's a good one. I liked it. I don't like it anymore. All right. <laughs> that's, that's it for the news and Gabagoli, Humphrey, all that stuff. Uh, and I can't wait to talk about this movie, so we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be right back with Cujo. You managed to... You have such... Uh, you're a marksman at pissing me off. <laughs> you really? I don't know what you get so upset about. Fucking marksman. All right. Anybody got to pee or do anything? Poop? No, I'm good. I don't think so. Right. You might well, I never really a... know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, your poor pants. <laughs> I still can't believe you do shit pants you weren't wearing. I know. <laughs> oh. Anyway, all right. Here we are. I'm finally getting to talk about Cujo. Um, th whew. This movie is incredible. I've seen this a bunch of times. It. It it's this is this I don't I haven't pinpointed a a Portnoy yet. This is gonna be up there for me. I'm letting you guys know now. I've never keep kept it a secret. I love Cujo. The performances in this movie were outstanding. What they were able to pull off was just masterful. And uh, this I I I forget what I said was my favorite Stephen King movie, Rob, when I did the, the episode of This Horror Life, and we were talking Stephen um, King stuff? I believe it was Maximum Overdrive. No, that's what you picked. And yeah, but we all agreed. No. <laughs> that's what you... You're the only one who were on the, was on that side of the fence. Uh, I don't remember what my favorite was. I Whatever it was, I take it back. This It's Cujo. What if it was Cujo? 
I don't think it was Cujo. That creates a conundrum for you. Because I haven't seen Cujo. <laughs> I watched Cujo after, for the first time in a long time, after uh, uh, our our interview with D. Wallace. Okay. Well, then so, it was definitely Maximum Overdrive. No, it wasn't Maximum Overdrive. I just don't know how you think that. Uh, and that, boom, that's it. That's all, that's all I have to say right now. I'm going to leave that there. What do you guys think? So I, I thought about just like as a joke saying this in the most inflammatory way possible, uh, <laughs> going Greg on everyone. Uh, I don't like watching Cujo. It's, <laughs> I like, it's done very, very well. I have a tough time with Animal. I do dead. too. I do uh, too. And it's it's one of those things where it's like there's there's a bit of a split because it's like I have to there's nothing in this movie there's like no element of it that I don't appreciate None. from yeah. a critical standpoint I love it so much but I I did put it off until literally the last minute because it's like it's gonna make me sad <laughs> like yeah. it's one that I don't have on a lot um. Which is, and it's kind of a shame because it's so well done. And watching it, you know, there's, I, it's hard not to appreciate just, I, the cinematography is great. Uh, the pacing, I think, is phenomenal. Mm. It is very dread-inducing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, like, I have a lot of stuff to talk about with it that it's just, and it's all praise for the most part. But I will get out ahead and say, like, I don't actually like the experience of watching this one. Uh, cause even through like, it, it's so hard, you know, to just, uh, cause it's, it's almost more sad to me than scary, even though I can feel that, that sense of dread. And I think that's right. gotten like, as I've gotten older, I think that ratio has gotten worse. Cause I remember this freaking me out as a kid where it was like, I was sad, but mostly I was scared. Yeah. Uh, and now that I'm, yeah, it, now that I'm older, it's like. All right, I'm a little bit scared, but mostly I'm sad. And it's like it's an unfavorable ratio, but it's I. You're not gonna hear me complaining about it though, because it's it's so good. You know they, I I always get mad about that shit, and huh? this movie is the only one I look past it about, especially now that I'm older, because they did a very good job of like you know, she was doing what she had to do. But they didn't show you anything to think that now seeing it, how it's shot and everything, they didn't show anything like that dog looked very well taken care of. And, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Which you can appreciate now. So it's like, you know, some movies just go above and beyond and like, you know, it's ridiculous and I don't want to look at it. But um, I'm sure we'll get back into that at some point. There was one shot I noticed where she like goes to knee the dog, and it it there's still like a good foot of distance right. between her yeah. knee and the dog. She, she did and get for close. the most part, it's edited really well. Yes. I think that was the only one slip up I noticed where you could see that they weren't like really fighting. But in a way, it was kind of a relief because yeah. like mm -hmm. it's like oh that good dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rob. So um, I hadn't seen this movie. I'll hurt you. Since it was like new, like I remember, oh, wow. my mom took like seven year old me to the movies to see this <laughs> film, and uh, traumatized me. And um, mm. so I hadn't seen it literally since then. I don't think I don't remember watching it since then. And I don't know. This is boring. I... Are you doing a bit? 
Rob? I'm doing a bit. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God, <laughs> Oh, we were gonna. I thought fight. for a minute Cat was gonna say some shit, and I wasn't gonna have to do my bit. But <laughs> <laughs> I almost did it as a bit, and then it was yeah. like, no. <laughs> this yeah, would have no. been worse than me and Cat's cabin in the woods. I can promise you that. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I, I hadn't seen it in a long time. I remember this movie very differently than it actually plays out because it's been so long since I seen it. Um, but it's really, I did really too. Good. There was like one big. I remembered that it wasn't like the kids dog but i remember there being a lot more screen time of mm-hmm. the kid with cujo you see before I they're in the car i always remembered this as it being the family dog um and i also for some reason remembered them being trapped in a station wagon not a pinto um just little things like that um, I also didn't remember that it was halfway through the movie before we even got to her and uh, her kid uh, being uh, trapped by the rabid dog. Um, as far as the animal death thing that you guys were talking about, like I'm with you on that, except this movie doesn't bother me. And I think it's yeah. because Cujo is, I mean, he's a monster at this yeah. point, you know? I will say it's not the death for... Uh, in this one, usually it's animal death. In this one, it's more like the, I I guess the transition. I uh, I had a really I I don't know why it it made me so sad. Like the first time they show the eye goo, mm-hmm. it was like oh, yeah, like, I mean, my heart just broke a little. Right. Yeah. I mean that that is sad. But uh, you know, by the time. But at the end, like the actual yeah, like... death. I wasn't as bad. No, I, I. It's hard for me to feel bad for that dog at, at that point because it has. It's no longer. It's all. It's like it's not a dog anymore. It is a literal monster. Yeah. You know, it'd be like feeling bad for the shark in Jaws when it gets blown up at the end. You know, spoiler alert for Jaws. I cry every time. <laughs> um, it's just you know, uh, it's it, it's it's done so well. They had, that they had to. Yeah. You know, like they and they, and that that I think is a good point of it too, because like when I see it in movies, usually I'm like, God, man, why'd you have to do that? Like you're trying to get emotion and all, like whatever you're trying to do, why'd you have to do it like that? This mm-hmm. is a situation where what is she gonna do? Like anybody would do what she did in that moment. Yeah. Anybody, and whether we want to admit it or not, that, that you have to do that. And you know, I, that kind of goes into a point that I wanted to bring up. Uh, we're probably gonna bounce around here, man. They did such a good job at showing the what Cujo's capable of. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously everybody knows dog. You know, big dog is scary, but they had um, uh, I think his name is Gary. I don't remember. Uh, the big redneck dude, the first guy that Cujo attacked. Yeah, you know, like they're kind of talking down about him in the beginning and, you know, oh, he couldn't do nothing. Like, dude, he is a, he's still a big, a heavy fucking big dog, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, they, he took that big guy down, you know, yeah. and then went through the door and like, they showed you this, like this, he's fucking dangerous, man. Which I think is good to know. Cause I, I think it would have been hard. It, it adds an extra layer of fear. Cause it's like, even if it were a smaller dog, it, it, <laughs> there are still even a medium-sized dog oh, right if i see that it's rabid and i'm in the car it's like i'm not getting out of the car that dog is crazy i don't know what it's capable of but i i think the fact that we do see because it and it's you know she doesn't know she hasn't seen the 
carnage that Cujo has left behind. I think her reaction to just not get out of the car, very reasonable, very relatable. But there is that extra layer for the audience because it's like, we know just what he can do. You know, it's not hypothetical for us. It's like, uh, he can take her down. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She's nowhere near as big as the two no. dudes that are dead already. Like. Right. Yeah. Like my dog is not a big dog. Hell, even I, one of my dogs, I, I own a Pomsky. Okay. <laughs> not a very big dog, you know, but look, if he wanted to, he fucking, he bit me by mistake a couple times playing, man, that fucking hurt, you know, like, and, and, and that's a small scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you still, you still wouldn't want a rabid dog of his size coming at you, let alone a fucking giant man. This movie was scary, and like Kat said, it was scary. You felt bad for the dog. It evoked it. So many emotions came out, and it's like it just kind of all balls up into fear. And like you said, Kat, it's hard to watch this movie. A lot of things are hard to watch about this movie. It's an uncomfortable movie, but God, were the performances done so well? D. Wallace, what she is so underrated. As much love as she does get, she should get more. Yeah. I agree. And her performance here was fantastic. And I I, I, like with the whole fear thing with just how scary it is. One thing that I really, really appreciate uh, and probably wouldn't have noticed, um, like I I wouldn't have thought about it had I not done the rewatch was I love how I love Cujo's design like as he gets more and more rabid Mm -hmm. because as and like rob said you know he's a monster by the end but i think something that's really kind of subtle in the design for cujo once he starts to make that transition into monster is that we're not really seeing what a rabid dog would literally look like to us as adults we're seeing how a child would perceive a rabid dog Mm -hmm. like it's very exaggerated but it's not so over the top that it's silly you know, but it's just the, I think they did a really good job with that, you know, where everything is kind of heightened to the point where it's like, this would feel very dramatic if you were the one in the car, you know? And I think they did a good job showing that. I I feel like this movie is part of the reason that I don't like the shark movies and crap. Honestly, because like you can go so many different. I love this series. Like they, this movie took itself seriously and was fucking serious. It could have got ridiculous, and it didn't. And I, I don't know. Like I, like I've always liked Cujo so much, and it's like th- this is what I expect from a killer animal movie. And Jaws. Well, don't expect and, that from a killer animal movie well, all the time. I know. Because... <laughs> but that, but we don't get this anymore. We get because we wouldn't f- rewatch this all the time. We'd be sad all the time if we I'll, tried. I'll rewatch. Sometimes this. we want to have fun. Are you trying to tell me that Sharks of the Corn isn't as good as this? I I I need to keep you muted. Because like I've had. <laughs> I've had an <laughs> aggravating couple of days. And you're purposely like you don't believe that, do you? You don't believe that. There's no way you believe that. I don't know why I actually believe that. Why do you say that? I mean, I think they're, you know, just as good like in their own respective ways. 
You don't even believe that. Yeah, no, it's not really an answer. Is it? <laughs> oh my god, you piss! See, you, a marksman, that pissing me off. Man, that's another thing too. Uh, they did a really good job of um, uh, speaking of like the cuts and everything we were talking about earlier. D. Wallace's performance even ties into that a little bit because. And she mentioned it when during our interview. I, I forget which episode number, how long ago it was. Go back and look. Uh, how how difficult of a role that was, and how she had to conjure up all that emotion. And because I mean, it was all there. And we got to think she's doing that probably to nothing. Because you know, to get yeah. the dog to do what you want to do, and th- that's just some dude sitting in the car trying to get the dog fucking you know, whatever the handler is to get it to do what it needs to do. She's looking at nothing outside of that windshield and has to bring that emotion out. The kid in the movie, too. You know, like, a, a good portion of that was probably cut around and, like, damn, man, her her scream when Cujo bit her? Yeah. Oh, my God. From nothing. About the kid, though. Okay. I, and this is not, I, it's not a criticism of the actor um it it must be incredibly hard to be a child actor like no no shade on the little kid but and this is something that i've noticed with other stephen king movies that i haven't seen for a while like since i was a kid myself uh not an isolated experience i don't have the patience to be a parent like i just that kid was on my last nerve like so many times uh and it's like uh, that wasn't a problem i had when i was a kid but it was like i I, because she's just and it's one of those things where it's like i he was scared and the first like few times that he starts screaming it's like you empathize with the kid like you're supposed to by the last time he was screaming it was like if this dog gets in here, it's going to be your fault. Like, shut up. <laughs> you know? I just... And it, and it's one of those just, like... And Dee Wallace, again, just amazing in the role, because it's like, she... Y- you can see her trying to get the kid to be quiet in, like, a very protective way, but as someone that is not that child's mother, it's like, dude, knock it off. <laughs> yeah. But it look, But... That's what I would think a kid would act like in that situation, though. I, uh, maybe, I just, uh, maybe I'm overestimating children. I just really like to think that (laughs) most kids would be, like, once they realized that sound was bringing the dog over, I would be too scared to keep screaming. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know. I would not want that dog looking at me like that. I don't know. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I've seen some kids that would probably react like that. <laughs> but I don't know. I and I I I thought I don't know. I I thought it was good. I didn't mind it. He reminded me a I lot of the kid, and I which and this is a terrible comparison to make because the kid in the Babadook was not under this much duress, but it just it reminded me of that scene where in the car where they're in the car and that kid just starts shrieking his head off and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Damn. I I would snap. I <laughs> I couldn't handle this. I cannot handle this kind of stress. That's and true. that's before you throw the rabbit dog in there. Yeah. Like Yeah. 
And no. that was the thing, man. Because either way, whether the kid should have been doing it or not, she he was doing it, and she had he to was. deal with that, you know. And like that, that obviously goes more towards her, but you know, she she had to deal with that. And I don't know, man. She was just, I I believed the movie. I was in the movie. It is. Yeah. It's very realistic. I. It's it's good. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned before that it it's. It, you're halfway through the movie before they even get stuck in the car. Um, but that first half isn't boring. No. No. Or or whatever. I wasn't waiting. Like, can we just get to the fucking dog already? I mean, they were doing some, they were telling an interesting story already, uh, which is something we don't see a lot in movies. Um, when they try to build, they do that much world building and in character building. Oftentimes it's just, it drags on too long, but it never felt that way here i mean there was interesting stuff happening um by the way uh free tip if you're uh, in a relationship that's in trouble having another baby will definitely fix everything <laughs> another sexy time with ron yeah yeah that is 100 percent the answer wow. okay. i like that also because it it felt very real it felt very natural it was a story that was interesting enough to carry itself but also it because there was stuff going on in the foreground, it was really easy to, like, every time we saw Cujo, uh, there was just that building tension, you know, as he got progressively worse. But it wasn't, like, in your face. Uh, it it was done very well. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it the whole thing works as a as a movie. It, it just works. Yeah. Does anyone else think that maybe their marriage was in trouble because the husband was driving around in a jag while his uh, wife was driving around a beat-up asshole Pinto? Yeah. I'm not going to say that was why, but I'm not going to say it's not. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, that seems to be indicative of a larger problem, right? <laughs> Come on, man. I will say I, there was a moment that I started laughing a little bit because it's like he's driving out there and it's like, what if he had tried to come to the rescue in this thing? Like, he just would have been murdered. Yeah, absolutely. Holy yeah. shit, yeah. Just like, you can just see the clip of Cujo just like flying at him through the side of the car. I also watched it with uh, the, the closed captions on because I'm an old man now and I do that a lot. Um, okay. And there's a scene where... um. D. Wallace is standing. I believe she's at the sink or something. She's in the kitchen and her husband comes up behind her and she says, you scared the shit out of me. And for some reason, the closed captions had the line as you scared the teeth out of me. What the hell? I don't know what that means. Is that a saying? It should be. I know, right? <laughs> Did you buy a new TV when you moved down south? No. No. no, I thought maybe it was like redneck closed caption or no, something. It's the same, same TV, same closed captions as far as I know, unless they like, you know, geolocate me or something. <laughs> I don't think that's what's going on, though, because I, a lot of my um, electronics apparently think that I speak Spanish because I get a lot of ads in <laughs> Spanish for some reason. Okay. Oh. I've been getting more of those also, like on YouTube. It's oh, like so it's not, I keep getting yeah. the Spanish Dawn commercial, and it's like, ah, oh. yes, for when I need to do all my dishes in Spain. I guess. Yeah, like, for me mean? right now, it's Verizon. I'm getting Spanish Verizon ads a lot. Well, shit. Scared yeah. the teeth out of me. Yeah, scared the teeth out of her, and I was scared like, what? What? <laughs> scared the teeth out of me. Um, man. I could fucking go on and on, man. This movie was really fucking good. 
Yeah, it's a it's a great movie. I um I, I don't know what kind of sheriff they have in that town. Um not the best one. But I feel like like he he pulls up to go find her. He he pulls up to the mechanic's house. And there's <laughs> a car that has bashed windows and blood smeared on both sides and he seems not the least bit interested in it, not at all. <laughs> and I, like and I'm not a law officer. All right? But I feel like I know enough that if I were sent on an emergency call and I saw a car smashed in with blood on it, I might check that out. Yeah. Not this Baby. guy. Not this guy. Uh-uh. That's fair. <laughs> That's very, don't very know why. fair. He just drives right by it, parks his car someplace else, and gets out to take a look around. <laughs> That's uh-huh. fair. Yeah, that bothered me a little bit also, because it's like, because you're so relieved when he shows up, you know, and they have all those shots of the car, and you're like, man, he's gonna, and even having seen the movie before, even knowing that he doesn't, (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. still like, you're, there's that sense of relief where it's like, oh, they're showing us the car, he sees the car, he's gonna get them help, and he, he just doesn't even really try that hard to investigate, and it's like, oh no. Not so much. Yeah. It's uh, it's weird. It also leads to her getting out of the car at some point, and she um, she goes towards the house, mm-hmm. which happens to be where Cujo is. He comes out from underneath the porch or whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking, why try to get all the way to the house? Why not go to that police car first? There's going to yeah. be a radio in there. Or at least start it, put the kid in there, and drive yeah. off. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, that was my, my yeah. one thing but- I could say negative. Even if you can't get the kid out and get him to the police car because you're worried about where the dog is in time, if you can get to the police car, then there's a radio there right. and you can call right. for help. Like I don't yeah. my I other understand thing, that. My my other like one, I'm not sure this tracks for me, is I would have shot the dog. <laughs> like oh, I yeah. know she yeah. eventually oh, yeah. gets there, but yeah. there's that one scene where she's already fought off the dog and he's laying there and she has a gun in her hand and he's mm-hmm. still and I would have shot him then. Yeah. Yeah. Like which and it's and, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like it's easy to be like, I would do this smart thing in a horror movie. But I think in this situation where it's like obviously the dog needed to be put down. Even yeah. if he were alive, he would still be suffering. It was a yeah. more mundane thing to make sure he was dead. Mm-hmm. It was a safer thing to make sure yeah. he was dead. I just, I would have, I, yeah. At that point, oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would have pointed that gun at him and shot until it was empty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it only takes a few seconds to do that, and you can go about your son. You know, like, yeah. that, that, that needs to be handled. I would have, and that was my thing. Like, I wouldn't have went in that house with that dog out yeah. there in any And, like, I understand. Again, it could... With the kid, you know, I, I know that she wanted to get to it, but like you said, a few seconds to yeah. just make sure mm-hmm. that is boom, a boom, dead boom. dog. Right. And and also, I, like she does do, I give her credit for this, she does do the thing we don't see in horror movies often, which is she holds on to the gun. She, doesn't she like brings the gun with her yeah. in the house. Yeah, I give, I I give will her say, credit for that. Uh, I was, I, and horror movies, the last, like, <laughs> the the last several years have taught me to worry about where the gun is because I, even knowing the end of this movie very, very well, it's such an iconic end to a film. Even knowing that, 
the second that gun was out of frame, it was like, oh no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Where's the gun? And it was like, you know, and then you see the dog jumping in. I didn't see the gun in the frame. And it's like, no, what? <laughs> and, you know, and then when she pulls it out, it's like, oh, thank God. But I, yeah. Why do people not do that in movies? I don't know. I don't know. It drives me she, crazy. She also gets out of the car a couple of times and at least once. She gets out and she has no idea where Cujo is. And I'm sorry, I, you do not get out of that car unless you know exactly where that fucking dog is. Yeah, yeah, and then the way, and it's a it's an amazing moment in the movie for the way that it builds tension. But I hate seeing her get on all fours to check under the car. Yeah. Like, absolutely yeah. not would I do that. No. Yeah, no, that's that's never going to happen. But at the same, you know, that's another thing they did too. Did really well. The progression of how fucked up being in that car got, you know, and you say that, man, and and trust me, I understand. I wouldn't either. But I can see getting to the point where it's like, dude, we're gonna fucking die in here. I, I you know? eventually, I think might yeah, you know, and you know, her her kids having heat Maybe, stroke. What, well, yeah, whatever that? he had going on. He's like he's struggling. They're both Medical dehydrated. Yeah. I understand. Like eventually, there's a point he, in there in where car? it's like I've got to get out of the car. But once she was out of the car, I like making myself vulnerable yeah, by yeah. getting like lower to the ground. Like that oh, just yeah. that one stressed me out more than anything. Mm -hmm. And of course. I, you know, and I say that, but it's like, there were also other points that she had been out of the car where it's like, I think I might have tried to make a run for it here, and I'd probably be dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Just think about it. I don't like sitting in my car in the, in the, with the, and that looked like they were down south or something on a farm, like sun was beating. I don't want to sit in my car until the air condition cools off, let mm -hmm. alone for out, who knows how many hours upon hours, windows up, no, nothing. Yeah. Well, they that, do. A, I've talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and how none of the sequels ever get the heat right. It's that oppressive feeling of heat. Mm -hmm. And this movie captures it perfectly. Conditions, yeah. bro. Yeah. yeah. The movies forget about that shit now. It doesn't even matter. It's cold somewhere. You see their breath. Like, you don't see the progression of, of, of conditions anymore. Like, this movie had nothing but two people in a car and a dog. Mm hmm. In the middle of a fucking pretty much nowhere. Like that's all they fucking had, and they used every every bit. They squeezed every bit of emotion and, and all that out of everything. It's a masterpiece, dude. Yeah. It, yeah. it is, and the conditions, like you said, like we, we keep coming back around to it, but it is the strongest point of the movie, is that it feels real. You know? Yeah. Like these mm -hmm. feel like real people in a real situation, and it evokes real concern for them you know and i stuff like the conditions and the bringing the gun and just it yeah. all it, it seems so plausible you know yeah yeah um the only other thing that i had um that is a mild complaint about this movie and i don't think it's it's actually specific to this movie so much as it is to the time period uh those early 80s movies but it has that weird freeze frame at the end, and I really it, yeah. dislike that. <laughs> Do not like those at all. I, I I kind of understand how it could be a cool thing, but there are, and horror might be the worst genre for it, where they're not always great at picking 
what frame to freeze on. Right. It's a like, weird spot. Like it feels spot, a little bit right? silly sometimes. Yeah. And it just felt like a really weird spot um, to end the movie just suddenly like that. Um, but it's like you said, it's more a staple of the time. Like I can't yeah. be mad at Cujo specifically nah, for this. Nah. Yeah. Everybody was doing. I don't know, man. Fucking, I, you know, I would be interested to see how uh, D. Wallace's character Donna would fare in a murder madness tournament. Honestly, she would not do too bad. I uh... right. Well, she is resourceful. Absolutely, man. And I'm not saying she'll win it all or nothing, but she 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 wouldn't be an easy. She can pull she, her weight. She'll fuck Jeremy Melton up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember. I think it was um, oh god, I I was watching a book review, uh, for the Butcher and the Wren, which terrible book, cannot recommend. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not naming name dropping it as a recommendation, but the reviewer pointed out she she was reading it for the uh, first time, and one of her biggest complaints was that the killer's name is Jeremy, and she had to stop, and she's just like. Jeremy is not a scary name. And the first thing I thought of was the murder madness bracket. It's like <laughs> it's not. You're not wrong. It's not. It's not a fucking scary name at all, man. Yeah. Jeremy is not a scary no. name. Nothing works, Greg, because Greg thinks Jeremy Melton's a fucking world beater, too, by the way. So, you know, no. Nobody's afraid of fucking Jeremy Melton. No. 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 By the way, you can pick up The Butcher and the Wren on Kindle for $10 right now. Don't do it. (laughs) Why would you do that? Cat recommends. No, (laughs) I refuse to recommend it. All right. Well, I mean, honestly, I think I've obviously stretched out quite a bit. I mean, we could revisit this movie one day. You know, like it it wouldn't be out of the question entirely. Like, I, I think there's that much to talk about. I wouldn't mind revisiting it, especially if we could get D. Wallace back on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I also, and one thing that I had wanted to do, and there was just, I this was my busiest week of work uh, for a long time. There was no way it was going to happen. But part of me had wanted to reread Cujo also, because mm-hmm. uh, it's been, I, I think I read it pretty much right after I watched the movie and not since then. And it's like, well, I, the ending is very different than the movie. It doesn't freeze frame? No. What? <laughs> Believe it or not. No. God damn it. <laughs> no. It, I don't want to spoil the book for anybody who hasn't read it, but it, it's it's very different. I learned that in looking up trivia for this movie. Oh. Um, there's a specific thing that was changed for the screenplay at the request of Stephen King. Because he felt like he made a mistake with the ending of the book. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know he saw it as like he had made a mistake. I thought it was because uh, I remember the thing. <laughs> uh-huh. He called. Uh, he calls it. Apparently, he's called it one of his biggest regrets. I, that should not be his big. <laughs> one of his <laughs> biggest regrets. I mean, that, um, you know, that aside, I'm just telling you what the man said. I, but I, I do think, I, I had thought it was just one of those, like, they didn't think it would play well for movie audiences. I mm-hmm. I didn't know he had regretted that yeah, in the book. Apparently, uh, he had a lot of input on the uh, on the screenplay, um, but refused uh, credit for it. Oh. And that was one of the major things that he wanted changed, because he regretted doing it that way in the book. That's interesting. Cat. Yeah. Did you change the average of bad CGI sharks to a 9.9 on the Portnoy sheet? 
Maybe. <laughs> did you really? Because it's nine no, point nine right now. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? There's literally a whole like equation. There's the what do they call those? The the little equation code things. Yeah. The formula. There's a whole formula uh-huh. in there to add it up on its own. Huh. You must have did that while you were drunk. I de- <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't remember do- doing it. Um, don't deny it. It's it can't be ruled out. No, you know who did it. Yeah, you don't know how to get on the damn spreadsheet. No, I didn't. I didn't do it. I you guys never gave me you access it. to it. I did not do but, it. Leah, no, did it. you did it by putting the good scores in that we all gave bad CGI sharks, right? I assume. No, no, I did not. <laughs> there's four. There's two fours and a one in there. I'll let I you don't... guess whose was who. I can't even find. I should use the search function, I guess. Damn it, Leah. Does this fall on Leah? Maybe Leah. She's in charge of the spreadsheets. She's not in charge of all the spreadsheets. Oh, it does say 9.9 in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait. No, 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 no. That's because, okay, so it's listed. This is correct. Hear me out. It's listed as average, but that's actually oh, the total. It's, that, the columns it. are mislabeled. I'm stoned. I apologize. <laughs> okay. This is why I should handle the spreadsheets around here. Oops. All right. Well, that scared me. I just seen 9.9 in Bad CGI Sharks <laughs> and was like, mm. and I was ready to like confess to it also because it's like, that sounds like something I you very well could have been drunk and did it. Yeah. Uh, um, Drunk cat shouldn't have access to spreadsheets. <laughs> Stone Mikey shouldn't have access to spreadsheets either, apparently. <laughs> I don't have access to spreadsheets. <laughs> you do have That's access correct. to the spreadsheets. <laughs> we don't want you to have the access, but you do. All right, the, are we doing reviews and trivia and stuff? Because I, I mean, uh, I can yeah, go on I'm, forever. But. I'm excited to get to the ratings for this because I think it's going to make you specifically pretty mad. I, w- I was shocked. Oh. Uh, so I'm excited to see how you handle mad. this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rob, do the right thing and candy bar where needed, please. <laughs> the And this time it's more the ratings, I think, than the reviews, although what, the reviews are also a beast. Um... The tomato meter for Cujo is 60%. Are you fucking kidding me? The audience score is 45%. I I always tell you that Rotten Tomatoes ain't shit, and we need to just stop acknowledging them. I can't. It's fascinating, though. (laughs) People are so fucking Because I just thought for sure that this was going to... I didn't think it was going to have, like, a super high score, but I would have put money down on it being, like, right around 70% and probably higher for the audience score. So I was just... I was stunned (laughs) to find this out today. You know what the problem is? Cujo's just a popular movie. It's the killer... Because it was terrifying. Everybody knows it. It's fucking Cujo. And... Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if some of those people didn't even see the whole movie. Like, I don't know. It, it's too mainstream. People aren't going to like that. Um, And the IMDb score is 6.1 out of 10, which yeah. is the highest of the three, but it still seems low. Um, I found three reviews for this one. Uh, a lot of the reviews were in the middle range. They were like five to maybe eight uh, out of 10 stars. They had like a lot of 
good points, bad points, all over the place. So it was hard to find extremes, but I did find uh, one on each end and then just one in the middle that we need to talk about. Uh, but starting with the one out of ten review, uh, this is from Fiendish Dramaturgy on IMDb. <laughs> the scariest thing about this movie was the box. <laughs> wow. Uh, and it recaps the movie for a while, but then, uh, the part that I wanted to address, I'm sorry, but a rabid dog, even under the conditions of isolation such as this movie presents, just isn't scary. All the huh. screaming that goes on is basically the typical female victim in the typical female victim role of most poorly done movies. Help, help, I'm all by myself and I'm very scared. Ridiculous. <laughs> Take a dog bite and kill the thing. The shots are painful, but you don't get the chance of your kid slipping into a coma while you're doing it. I found the movie rather pointless, uh, and I, an avid Stephen King fan, found the book to be a bit worse. All right. So. <laughs> I would love to put that motherfucker <laughs> in a car, a, a shit car too, where, you know, it's plausible a dog could break in there of that size with a big motherfucking dog that that eager to clap his cheeks i would love to see his reaction are you kidding <laughs> he me, can man? just take out there he can he can yeah. take a bite and kill the dog no problem yeah, it's not like yeah. the dog will pin you down that bite will be on your fucking throat you know no big deal no, no i mean I, I don't know man i think he makes some good points i'm starting to come around he might change my port noise <laughs> uh, and, and then your kid is left to, to be dessert like are you fucking kidding me bro like <laughs> what a fucking asshole give him a candy bar rob please it, out of pure, it being illogical. Alright, candy bar for that guy. At least give him a Hershey kiss. No <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> you you might have to have another uh, Hershey kiss for this one. This one, it's not a terrible review, uh, like, rating. It's not a terrible rating, uh, but I just had some questions that I'm, I'm not going to get answered. Um, this is from Bowman Blue, also on IMDb. 6 out of 10. Uh, which seems to be the average Cujo opinion. It's titled One for Cat Lovers, I suppose. That's funny. <laughs> which, I, yeah, it's like a fun little quip, but then it elaborates on this. Um, You can almost hear every old cat lady with a Persian cat on her lap tutting as she watches Stephen King's Cujo and saying something like, I told you that dogs were trouble. Here a lovably cuddly St. Bernard doggy gets bit by a rabid bat with disastrous consequences. So yeah, there there does seem to be some real cat versus dog drama going on in this I, one. I feel like um that was like a cute title for the review. But then they kept And then they going. really yeah, yeah, they really tried to make <laughs> it into something and it didn't work for them at all. A fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh they had some other criticism. Uh, without wishing to spoil it for you, the dog goes on a rampage. Uh, the dog, just a dog, not a demon dog or a dog with superpowers and laser eyes, just a dog. Uh, and God then, yeah, so they they did not seem impressed by this one. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I would watch a movie about a demon dog with laser eyes, though. God damn it. That seems like a Goosebumps episode. I'm a little disappointed it? that's not what this is. Stop it. No, don't say that. That's what made this good. It wasn't something stupid like that. We talked about it already. That's our third film, Cat. Demon Dog with Laser Eyes. <laughs> Demon Dog. <laughs> that, I like that that's the title also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate the both of you. Um, so yeah, and then the 10 out of 10, it covers a lot of stuff that we've already covered, but 
Uh, this is Oh, and this is from Online Observer, also IMDb, a realistic horror film that should be more appreciated. When I first saw the film Cujo, I thought I was watching it probably, I thought watching it was probably as traumatic for me as it was for the two characters who had to survive this horrific yet realistic ordeal. Uh, there's a recap, but then it goes into a, um, some more praise, which is mostly what I wanted to talk about. Dee Wallace, I think, should have won a Golden Globe or something for yes. her portrayal as Donna Trenton, considering her acting in this film is incredible. Uh, her performance is what made this film so hard to watch. She's believable when the dog attacks her, but it actually made me want to stop. It's gruesome, but very well directed. The film is hard to watch, but if you enjoy horror and appreciate incredible acting, you should give this film a go. Which, uh, yeah, I just, and yeah. that one, I, there weren't a lot of, like, 10 out of 10s with full reviews, but I, it was nice seeing one that just appreciated Dee Wallace, because she, man, carries this movie, you know? She sure does, yeah. It's, it's nice seeing someone being honest, and instead of everyone going, oh, go out there with the dog, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easy to say that from the couch, man, calm down. No. So, right. yeah, that's we... what I've got. All right. Uh, trivia. This has an estimated budget of five million dollars. Mm. Uh, worldwide gross of twenty one point one million dollars. Um, uh, the dogs featured in the film would uh, often have their tails uh, had to have their tails tied down to their legs because they were enjoying themselves so much that their See? tails would just wag back and forth during filming. I noticed Aww. that too, man. When he was staring at the hillbilly, the the big dude. Mm -hmm. he, his tail was I'm like damn he's happy to fucking eat him <laughs> yeah yeah well they said that they, they missed it yeah. once in editing and uh you can see Cujo's tail wagging all over the place energetically yeah that's adorable um, see that's why it didn't bother you could tell the dog wasn't you know you didn't feel like that <laughs> they yeah. uh they used uh, to make this they used five St. Bernards one mechanical dog head and a guy in a dog costume <laughs> <laughs> one guy in a dog costume really I, uh, I did not notice the guy in the dog costume, so they did okay. Um, to make the St. Bernards attack the car, the animal trainers put the dog's favorite toys inside so the dogs would have to try to get into the car to get them. Aww. They wanted those fucking toys. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the foam around Cujo's mouth was made of a concoction of egg whites and sugar. The dogs caused problems on the set because they were constantly licking it off their lips. <laughs> Dog gained some weight on set. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, Stephen King has admitted several times that he was so deep in his alcohol addiction at the time that he does not remember writing this book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the scenes where Donna and Tad are trapped by Cujo are supposed to be in the uh, sweltering heat, and they do come off that way in film. However, the conditions were actually extremely cold during filming. At one point, it got so cold inside the car that they had to put heaters in there to keep the actors warm. Uh, but they had to be turned off when the shooting to prevent the sound from interfering. Oh my god! Damn, they did an amazing job. Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, it looked like they were in the middle of fucking hundred degree weather. Yeah, now shot. Uh, this was actually filmed in Mendocino County, uh, in Northern California, and it is. It doesn't get super hot there. Not Canada, beautiful. Um. And finally, Stephen King has stated that he feels D. Wallace gives the best performance in this film of any film or TV adaptation of his books. Absolutely. What? When does he say that? No, I'm not disagreeing, but like, 
I am curious. If, oh, I don't. I don't know. That wasn't because uh, I feel like he might have said that more than <laughs> once about stuff. It's possible. It's possible. Oh. Um, yeah, the win of that quote was not uh, included. All right. <laughs> well, nobody that, from fair. fucking Maximum Overdrive. Well, should have been. Fucking changed his Emilio, mind. Emilio Estevez <laughs> fucking tore that movie up. Move on. Uh, that's, I think it. that's it. That's it. all I got. Oh, okay. That's a, a nice so we just thing. have to land on the maximum yeah. overdrive. Yeah, that's phrase. it. Nice. Yeah. We all we all always land on maximum overdrive in the end. We don't all do that. You do that. And that movie. That movie is so amazing. You two are so you both just idiots. Jesus Christ! See you. See you can't say that. Why not? Because you're, you're insulting us and being rude. Yeah, but somebody has to tell you. <laughs> maximum overdrive it's fun but it's not Cujo. it's not good it's listen it is the best stephen king adaptation it's gerald's game is the best stephen no, king adaptation you know you hate d wallace well no i love d wallace no 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 you hate d wallace you didn't show up for the interview with her and now you're going to just to continue a bit you're going to say that this is better, that, that Maximum Overdrive is the best Stephen King adaptation. Just for a fucking bit to be spiteful. You hate D. Wallace. See? I do not. And as far as I'm concerned, we never interviewed her. Wow. Oh. <laughs> and now you're pretending she didn't even exist. Look at you. You hate her. Shame on you. All right. Let's, let's see. Redeem yourself then. Uh, okay. Portnoy time. Do right. you want to go first? Yeah, I can give out my Rob score first. Not a Rob score. Ask Kelly. Uh, this movie's strong all the way through. Uh, uh, there's, it's hard to to point out exactly things that are wrong with it. I mean, there are nitpicky things here or there, like the freeze frame at the end or whatever, but it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't interfere with enjoyment of the film in, in any way. Um, I give it an eight point eight. Okay. I have my mind ready, but Cat, would you would you like to go first, or you want me to go? Uh yeah, if you wanna go, okay. I have yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have uh, I rewatched this movie most recently, obviously now, but before before that, most recently, uh, like I said, was shortly after we interviewed D. Wallace. I was in the mood to watch Cujo. I haven't seen it probably, probably the closer part of a decade. You know, probably early 20s was the last time I watched it prior to that. Uh, but I've, I have seen this probably a dozen times. I love Cujo. I didn't I didn't remember it being as good as I remembered it prior to the, these two rewatches. I'm giving this a tie for the highest score given to a movie. I'm going to give this a 9.8. Oh, wow. How do you like that? That's pretty damn high, dude. That's fucking high, and I I mean it, dude, because every aspect of this movie was strong. Like, if you were to go along and give a grade individually, like if you had categories individually how well they did, I mean, it's probably going to average out to somewhere in that neighborhood. I would imagine right at an 8.8. No. <laughs> no, but not. I, this is a fucking good one, man. This This, we talk about it all the time, where we talk about how if a movie's scary, but you always start off by saying, well, it doesn't actually scare you. Dude, this movie scares you. It it, it brings out emotion. It brings out weird shit that you don't want to feel, but the movie's so good that you want to watch it. And it's like, you know, 
how many movies can we say truly do that? Not a lot. So you, Rob, are wrong. No, I agree with that. And I, I also another thing this movie does really well is it proves that um, a movie doesn't have to have a high body count to be scary. That's Absolutely. true. Yeah. But, I mean, Cujo had some bodies now. He did, he did. But honestly, yeah. even if even if he didn't have any, it still would have been scary. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But they made sure it was a horror movie. And that's why I love it, man, because you can't even, you know, like this style of movie, you can get lost and it's, you know, more about the performances and like Silence of the Lambs, that argument happens. You know, like it, it's very, it walks that line, but they made sure, man, this is horror. Love it. Um, I have the lowest score for this one, which what? I wasn't surprised after Rob gave his score, uh, because I knew Mikey wasn't gonna go lower than an eight point eight. Um, I know I I'm close. I have it at an eight point six. You're not uh, close at all. Which I well, I'm close to Rob. <laughs> That's bad. You don't want to be close to I, Rob. No. I and it's I struggled with it a lot because this was one of those uh, where a lot of my notes at the bottom were just me like writing down port noise and then scratching them out and it, it was kind of like the hereditary thing but in uh it, <laughs> where it's like i just it was harder for me to come up with a port almost than it was to watch the movie um 8.6 i don't think i've ever given a movie like higher than an eight that i have this much emotional like i i had to kind of like work myself up into watching this one because it's just it's the animal stuff makes it like a really hard sell for me. It's not one that I would put on alone ever. Uh, I, like I just I wouldn't do it because I know it's gonna. It's not for me. But it's so well done that I felt like I also could have gone higher with it. <laughs> like, and I just I struggled over this portnoy because it could have been I. Having a movie like that that I wouldn't rewatch ever on my own be above an eight. Like, I don't think I've ever done that, you know? Like, eight's kind of the I will put this on for myself bar mm -hmm. for me with a movie. And Cujo doesn't meet that requirement, but I, I couldn't put it lower than an eight, you know? Because <laughs> it's so fucking good. Um, I landed on an 8.6. I, I think that's... Uh, and I kind of see what you guys, we went through this, not that, like, I think it was his house, where we kind of went through the thing where it's like, Mikey didn't like it that much, but Rob, you said, I think, that it was like, it was a good movie, but you're not going to put it on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you tried to be fair to it, and it's like, I, I tried to do the same thing with Cujo, where it's like, I'm I'm really yeah. not going right. to watch it. But... Well, and that's fair. I mean, look, it's no Jack Frost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we stop with that. Stop bringing up Jack Frost. Never, <sighs> never stop bringing up Jack Frost. I really, I remember guy after when I told you I was gonna rewatch Cujo, I re, I said I want to fucking do this, man. This shit was I know. good. Yeah, I, good I movie. And I'm glad we did it. I'm glad I, I even though I didn't want to watch it, I'm glad that we did. <laughs> My biggest regret is not keeping up the it's boring thing longer. <laughs> I I don't. You would have gotten smacked. I think <laughs> you would have got a reaction. <laughs> you you you, you got everything you were looking for, buddy. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It'll be the the new time that it did ex everything you intended it to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, all right, go follow the show on Twitter if you're not already. Uh, a lot of stuff happens out of nowhere. Things change and whatever. And, uh, uh, pretty soon the slashy stuff is going to be up for voting. Just It's the best spot. And, and also the conversation and just the fun and uh, the antics that go on with our lovely community on Twitter. Uh, it is fun. So at Slash Radio on Twitter. Uh, go to the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Slash Radio. Tears starting as low as $3 a month, guys. Like, come on. Yeah, sounds like a cheap bastard. The fucking tier two and up. Uh, you get our Easter egg content. You get an extra show every week from the Lord Humphrey. Oh, fuck. What was the name of that thing again? The Lord Humphrey Audio Entertainment Network, I believe yeah. is what you're looking for. That shithole. Yeah. Um, you can get that. Uh, we still haven't found a rat guy. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, you're doing all right. You're doing a good job. It's cold, man. We'll get you a heater. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go do that. It's free. Like I said, go check out the tiers. It's free to look. Uh, support the show. And I'm at Mikey's desk. Probably. Um, you can find me on Twitter anywhere from two to five minutes per day. <laughs> uh, at Radio Rob One Two Three, and you can listen to the other show that I do with Cat called This War Life, wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore vlor, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can check out my website, catvlor.com. Sure can. And next week is Patreon pick, and after that, we're starting the slashies, guys, so make sure <laughs> as we as we need to finish the fucking sheets and everything, make sure you, you look out on Twitter, make sure you keep it up on the socials, because voting will be beginning this upcoming week. Uh, good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio podcast. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.